Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. There are many reasons why believers give to God. Here's some bad reasons, all right? Out of guilt, out of obligation, out of expectation, out of compulsion, right? All these different synonyms. Those are bad reasons, okay? Here's some better reasons why believers give to God. Because they want to follow Jesus. They want to worship him. They know God says in his word, hey, give. I'm a giver. I want you to give like me. All right, and they're like, yes, Lord, I'll obey you. Those are good reasons. Another good reason would be, man, they see a need before them, and they're like, man, I want to step into that. I want to help. All right, I want to show love of Jesus, right, in that. Another reason, a really good reason is, is it's just smart. It's just wise, all right? Many of us have learned this, that, that when I give to God, he gives back to me. He replenishes, all right? And, and not only, right, does, when I give, does God give back to me now, but he also gives back to me later, all right? I'm talking about like when we're in the fullness of his presence, all right? And, and he is gonna, he's gonna look at us, many of us, I pray, and say, well done, good and faithful servant, and he's gonna give us heavenly rewards. Now, that's not our goal necessarily, but he says that's gonna happen, all right? And one of the things that triggers that is giving to him and giving for him. Many of us have learned this just mega principle, all right? We can't outgive God, right? So, so all those are, are good reasons. But one of the most powerful and one of the most appropriate and perfect motivations for giving, Christian giving, is this. Gratitude. Gratefulness. Lord, I'm so thankful for who you are. Lord, I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. Now listen, in a few minutes, we're gonna uncover um, just the most beautiful of gems. But for right now, let's appreciate this truth. Grateful giving is a huge part of grateful living, okay? Right. I'm Bill, if we haven't met. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. My desire for each one of us, myself included, is this, that we would be inspired, all right, to gratefulness. Right, that we would just leave here today just, just so grateful to God, even more so than some of us are today. And I know some of us came in here just grateful to God, all right? But we would be inspired to be even more grateful. And that we would be inspired to, to live and to give all we have in worship to the one who lives and gives all he has. All right? That, that's my desire for us today. And I hope we can share in that desire because that's a good thing, right? All right? But before we get into any more good stuff, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. It's a gift, Lord Jesus. Thank you. God, I pray that today would be a special day in our lives. Lord, every day should be like this, but if we're honest, there are many days just on the human side of things where they don't fall into this category. But today, Lord, I pray would be a special day, Lord, where we hear from you. And God, not only that we hear from you, but we understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord Jesus. It's so frustrating, God, when we, when we don't know what you're trying to tell us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would cut through some of that impossibility, Lord, and, and give us ears to hear today. And God, not only hearing, not only understanding, but Lord, by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to respond in faith to the good word and the 
good news we hear today, God. I pray that, that we would be a changed people leaving here today. I pray we would be a changed church leaving here today after having spent time with each other, certainly, but, Lord, also having spent time with you. God, above all, and kind of through it all, Lord, we pray this, Jesus, be glorified. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, let's turn to First Chronicles 29. If you've got your Bibles, turn to First Chronicles 29. It's about a third of the way through your Bible, if you've got a physical Bible. If you uh, want to turn there on your device, your digital device of choice, all right, it'd be way easier to find, okay? But First Chronicles 29 takes place about a thousand years before Christ, right? It's like 3,000 years ago. So, so ancient Israel. The king of Israel at this time is a guy named David. You might have heard of King David before. He is king at this time. And for the previous 500 years, um, the Israelites had been worshiping God essentially in and around a tent. It was called a tabernacle, okay? But, but it was a tent. It was a portable structure. And, and, and at this time, 1 Chronicles 29, the people of God were going to build a more permanent worship center called the temple. They were going to build that for God. All right, now David is kind of leading this building campaign at the moment. And David is nearing the end of his life. But he sees and he embraces one last opportunity to live and to give gratefully to God. All right, now it's really important that we hear that last bit. Uh, obviously for contextual reasons, so we understand kind of what's going on in the story as we enter into it. But I think it's also important for this reason. None of us are promised tomorrow. Right? We, we, don't, we don't know if we're going to see tomorrow. Right now, today, might be, for some of us, the last opportunity we have to gratefully live and gratefully give to God. Just something to think about as we, as we go through God's word here this morning. All right, let's, let's get into it. First Chronicles 29, we're going to start in verse number 1. Here we go. Then King David said to the whole assembly, all right, pause for a second. I know we're only a couple words in, but let's pause. Who is in this assembly? You've got to back up one chapter. We're not going to do that. I'll just summarize, all right? But in chapter 28, we learn that, that the people that make up this assembly that King David is speaking to, all right, they are um, the the, the, the Basically, the government officials of Israel, okay? He's gathered them all together. The military leaders of Israel and some of the mighty warriors, okay? So, so in a nutshell, if I had to pick one word, it would be leadership, okay? It's the leadership of Israel David is addressing, okay? So just keep that in mind. All right, here we go. My son Solomon, so David's talking. My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. You see, David's not going to build the temple. His son Solomon is who God chose to build the temple, the task is great because this palatial structure, right, this palace, this temple that we're about to build, the task is great because this palatial structure is not for man but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stone and marble, all of these in large quantities. Verse three, besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my 
personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I've provided for this holy temple. Okay, so David, as, as leader of the nation, he does what is expected, but he also does what's, what's necessary, because this is a huge building project, a huge building campaign that's taking place. So him as the leader of the country and the leader of God's people, he kind of collects and allocates all these different resources, right? right? Gold, silver, iron, wood, right? All these stones. He allocates all this stuff and gathers it together for the, the building of the temple. But then on top of that, he says, man, I'm, I'm going to give even, I'm going to give of my own personal wealth, all right? And that's exactly what he does. He gives his own personal wealth, all right? And, and here's what it is. I, I, we didn't read these exact verses, but I'll put it into modern vernacular, all right? Modern day language. He gives about 100 tons of gold. This is from his personal bank account, okay? 250 tons of silver. You know how much that comes up to? About $5 billion. David was super wealthy from all the military campaigns he had he had gone on before where God gave victory, okay? He collected all this, this treasure and wealth from all the, the different battles along the way. But I will say this. Once he gave this $5 billion, he wasn't as wealthy as he was before that, all right? Listen, David made a huge sacrifice. He was able to. Not everybody had $5 billion to give, but David did. So that's what he gave, okay? Understand that. All right, let's keep reading. I'm going to skip down the, the second half of verse 5. Now, so David has, has said, man, I'm giving him my own personal wealth. But then he says, now, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? So, so he's talking to the leaders. He's like, who's going to consecrate them? Who's going to set themselves apart for God? Who's going to make themselves holy to God? I've given him my own personal wealth because of my devotion. Who's going to follow my lead? Who's going to give to God like I have? All right? He's challenging them. Verse 6, Then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work, listen, 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 gave willingly. Huh. So David sets the example. He encourages the entire assembly to give as he has. And guess what? They did. All right? The leaders, the officials, the warriors, man, they gave willingly of their own personal treasure. All right? And in, in modern day equivalents, here's what they gave. They pooled everything together. Here's what they gave almost 200 tons of gold and almost 400 tons of silver. You know how much that comes out to in US dollars 2021, even with inflation? $14 billion, excuse me, $9 billion. Together with David, it's $14 billion. They were able to give a certain amount, right? And they gave a lot. This is no drop in the bucket. This, please don't mistake this for, well, they had a ton of money, so they just, they just kind of like, well, what's a few billion? I mean, no, this was a sacrifice. They, they gave they gave now. Now here's here's the obvious question. If if you accept that truth that they gave and, and it was sacrificial giving, I mean they gave a lot and it hurt. Okay, why would they give so much to God? Here's the answer: because God had given 
so much to them. All right? God gave them life. All right? God had made them his people. All right? God remained faithful to them. God had protected them from and given them victory over every one of their enemies. He had blessed them with health and wealth. Plus, he promised them and gave them hope and a future. And then David in particular, right? David gives his own, right? He is just so grateful to God as well, all right? He's, he's like devoted to this building project, but ultimately devoted to God. Why would David be so devoted? Why would he give $5 billion? Because God chose David. David was the least of his brothers, but God chose him and anointed him through the prophet Samuel, chose him to be king of Israel. God forgave David's sins. If you know anything about David, some of us don't, but, but many of us do. If you know anything about David, you know his sins were numerous and they were severe. God forgave him his sins. Wow, that's amazing. God showed David exceptional mercy, exceptional grace. And on top of it, David received God's Holy Spirit. Now, now at that time in the Old Testament, not everybody received the Holy Spirit, but David did. God chose David. And David's like, thank you for your Holy Spirit. And then on top of that, David prays, and guess what? God hears every time, and God answers every time. David had seen prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer answered in his life. He's so grateful. They were so grateful to God. And when they gave gratefully, guess what? They were happy. Verse 9. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. Hey, when you give, doesn't it just feel good to give? Huh? That's like when you don donate toys to, to kids or families that... Man, they wouldn't have any toys for Christmas otherwise. When you, when you just give in that way, doesn't it just feel good? All right? Doesn't it just feel good to buy a meal or buy a cup of coffee and then share it with a friend when you bless them, right, in the name of Jesus? Doesn't, doesn't it feel like just fantastic? Doesn't it feel great when you, when you buy an overpriced cup of lemonade from the kid in the neighborhood at the lemonade stand? Doesn't it just feel good? Like, man, all right, you know, this crystal light's never tasted better than right now. You know, it's just, just great. All right? I miss summer, by the way. I want summer back already. All right, but it just feels, wait, giving feels good because giving is good. Giving is how we follow Jesus. Giving, listen, listen, giving is what God does. And just like in 1 Chronicles 29, all right, grateful giving will make us happy too. Hey, anybody having a grumpy day? You're just having a, a rough day so far? Maybe you're too grumpy, right? I see a couple of hands. Okay, good. I have those days too. I think we all do, right? Hey, listen, this is going to sound kind of funny and cute and, and all that, but, but and it, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's, it's like totally true, okay? Hey, if, if, if you're struggling to be happy, um, try grateful giving, okay? Again, kind of cute, but, but totally true, because here's what we know from God's word. Whenever we follow him, right, whether it's, whether it's through giving or, or something else, whenever we follow him, whenever we, we stick close to Christ, whenever, the, whenever we follow and stay in step with his Holy Spirit, here's what the Holy Spirit does. He produces joy within us. It's the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, right? right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I missed one. I always do, okay? That's eight of the nine, <laughs> all right? But, but that's so true. He will produce joy 
within you. And just to set the record straight, all right, because we, we got to speak to this, lest any of us misunderstand what God is trying to tell us today. God doesn't desire that any of his children give because they're feeling pressured to, or they, they give because they feel like they're being obligated to give. Rather, God loves a cheerful giver, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, right? And in that same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God tells us, I'll do a slight paraphrase here, but it's, it's right there, okay? God says, hey, here are the reasons that my people should give to me. They should give according to their ability, and they should give according to their desire. Now, what does that mean, give according to ability? People should give to God according to their ability. All right, let me, let me say it like this. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not. I can't give like a millionaire. Okay, I got one dollar in my wallet. This is a true story. I have one dollar <laughs> in my wallet. Okay, I can't, I can't give a ton right now at this point in my life. I can't. But God has blessed me, and he's blessed each of, of you as well. Okay, He's blessed me enough that I can give something. I can give according to my ability. All right? But I can also give, and God calls us to do this, give according not only to our ability, but according to our desire, which comes down to simply, simply this. How grateful are we? How grateful am I? How grateful are you? Simple truth, greater the gratefulness, greater the giving, 10 times out of 10. I mean, listen and see if you can tell how grateful David is. I mean, he's before the entire congregation, this whole assembly of the leadership of Israel, and he just bursts out into prayer. All right, listen for his gratefulness. You're not, you're not gonna be able to get around this one. Okay, watch. Verse 10. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted over all. Verse 12, wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. And then verse 14, oh, I love this verse. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this. We're given all of this. Who are we that we can be able to give like this? Everything comes from you, Lord. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are foreigners and strangers. We're basically nothing, right? We're foreigners and strangers in your sight, as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow. You live forever, but our days are like a shadow without hope. Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. Listen, God is supreme. David's saying, God owns all things. David is saying, you alone are good, and all good comes from your hands. We ultimately own And everything we have, everything we give comes from you. We're not worthy to be called yours, let alone give to you. 
Yet you've made us your own and you've blessed us abundantly. We are poor and we are unworthy. Who are we that we should be able to give to you? I mean, you are God. And besides, I have nothing to even give to you. Yet you give to me that I might give to you. Thank you, Lord. Now, I remember learning the truth. It's kind of expressed throughout, but, but a little more explicitly in verse 14. I remember learning this truth very early on as a Christian, right? Verse 14, the second half. In fact, let's just read this together, okay? Ready? Nice, nice and loud. Um, ready? Here we go. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Wow. Everything comes from you. We've given you only what comes from your hand. When I learned that truth very early on, 20-something years ago, it affected me. It changed my gratefulness. And it changed in the most beautiful way how I gave to God. You see, if you and I don't give to God, we don't have a giving problem. We have a gratefulness problem. We have a gratefulness problem. I'm not sure giving problems even exist. It comes down to gratefulness. Because gratefulness generates generosity. Don't miss that. Gratefulness generates generosity. You see, grateful living and grateful giving, it flows from gratefulness in the heart. See, God created you, and he knit you together in the womb. How grateful are you? God gave you air. He gave you life, but he also gave your children life. And he gave them air, and he gave them lungs to breathe. And if your kids were born a little bit ahead of schedule, he indirectly provided the steroids to strengthen their lungs so they could breathe the air and with the lungs that God gave them when they were first born. How grateful are you? Jesus died on the cross for your sins. How grateful are you? Jesus rose from the grave three days later for your life. How grateful are you? God sent his Holy Spirit to indwell you when you first believed. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll remain faithful. He'll lead you. He'll comfort you. He'll help you in every situation. How grateful are you? And on top of that, God is blessing you and I abundantly. He's supplying us with all we need that we might enter into more of the fullness of grateful living and grateful giving. Even today, how grateful are you? If somebody's grateful, praise the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Right now, God, we thank you. You've been so good to us. We are, we are grateful, literally grateful. Everything is his. It all belongs to him. He gives, listen, not because he has to, but because he is good. And if we don't understand this, we don't understand grace. And if we don't understand grace, we don't understand the gospel. You see, Jesus Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, Romans 5. Right? Jesus Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. We are saved by grace through faith so that none of us can boast, so that none of us can say, look at me, look what I did to earn God's favor. No, grace is unmerited favor, right? It's unmerited. God has done everything, no exception. God has done everything. We deserve nothing, all right? 
We don't deserve heaven. All right? We cannot earn eternity, but God sent Jesus to save sinners like you and I. We are products of grace. He loves us, and he gives us opportunity to be grateful. He gives us opportunity to live and give, listen, like Jesus. God gives us opportunity to gratefully give. Today, you have the opportunity to live and to give gratefully. Are you grateful? That is the question. Are you grateful? And if so, what are you grateful for? Okay, I mean, just to think about it. Pastor Guy invited us last week to write down three things every day that we're grateful for, right? Are we doing that? There's, there's a parallel tool on the Fox River app. Okay, you can go on there. It's under the media tab. You click that, and, and, and every day, right? I've been keeping up every day. This has been such a blessing in my life, right? I can write down these. There's these questions. I can type them in, what I'm grateful for that day. And as you do that, thank God. Don't just, don't just write what you're thankful for, right, or what you're grateful for. Just, like, say thank you, God, for those things. Say, thank you, Lord. And then reflect on it further and ask him this. Okay, what, what can I do in response to, to what, what God is, is doing in my heart today? Here's one thing. You can ask him, God, how can I live? How can I give gratefully to you today? Maybe it has something to do with this. Enter into grateful giving here at Fox River for the first time. Maybe, you, maybe you've never been a, a grateful giver here at Fox River. You can do that. You have opportunity. God has given you opportunity to do that. Maybe, maybe it's stepping into regular grateful giving here at Fox River. Maybe that's the thing. That, that, that's a regular part of how you live out your faith or walk out your faith. What a great opportunity that is, all right? What about giving food, clothing, or toys to people and families that, that really, really need it? All right, through the impact drive. Check out the QR code for that. Or as you share a meal with family, friends, maybe even some strangers, expressing that thankfulness to God. Even if somebody already prayed for the meal, right? I'm sure they won't mind, but just, you know, say, hey, can, um, do you mind if I, like, do a PS prayer? Can I just, like, tack on a prayer? Can I pray too? And I bet you they'll say yes. Just say, thank you, God. I'm so grateful, right? Grateful to God. You can also, at the Thanksgiving meal, you can also express your gratefulness to the people. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for being my friend. I know it sounds a little cheesy, but, man, it's just, it's just direct. It's heartfelt. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Thank you for having me in this place. Thank you for providing a seat at your table for me. Thank you. Listen, we all have the opportunity to be grateful. And we all have the opportunity to gratefully live and give. God wants you. Don't miss this. God wants you to see more how good he is and how good he's been to you. He loves you. He, he doesn't need your money, but he wants what's best for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be happy. And he wants to reach others through your generosity. How many of us, just, just by show of hands real quick, how many of us have been blessed by God through Fox River? How many? I mean, man, I know I'm like so, like God has just blessed me like crazy over the past 20 years through Fox River. Listen, each one of us that have been blessed by God through Fox River, realize that somebody has come before us and they've gratefully given. 
Imagine if each member of the church, talk about you and I now. Imagine if each member of the church entered into gratefully giving. God would do more than build a single temple in Jerusalem. You know what, if we entered into gratefully giving, I'm talking about the whole church, God would build many temples all over the planet Earth through our generosity because we know from 1 Corinthians chapter six that every believer, every new believer is a temple of the Holy Spirit because God resides in them, amen, amen. God would do amazing things if we just trust him and we see and embrace this opportunity. Grateful living is all about grateful giving. Pray with me, please. Dear Jesus, we are so thankful, Lord. Where would we be, Lord, without you? God, what would we have if you didn't give us life, if you didn't give us grace, if you didn't give us grocery money, if you didn't give us clothing? God, if you didn't provide us friends and family, God, if you didn't promise us in Jesus Christ a hope and a future, where would we be? What would we have? All the world is yours, Lord, and everything therein, it all belongs to you, yet you give and you share with us. You're so loving, you're so kind, you're so generous, and we are so grateful. Help us to be like you. Help us, Holy Spirit, to follow in the way of Jesus, to be a giver like you, God. I want to pray a special part of this prayer, Lord, if you allow me to. God, for some of us where giving is just really, really hard for whatever reason, God, that's between you and them. God, give those people, whoever they are, particular grace. Help them to trust you in this and to choose to walk with you, Lord, even though everything inside of them almost is saying no. God, help them to say yes with their spirit, Lord, that you have created within them when they first believed. Cultivate gratefulness in their heart. Generate generosity and joy in their heart. Be glorified, Lord, as you change their hearts and reach others through their gifts to you. And Lord, for those who see and appreciate your goodness, God, who are grateful to you, God, in a new way today, grateful for all you've done, and they're ready to receive you, Lord Jesus, today. God, give them boldness. Give them courage. Lord, give them confidence as they step into your invitation to receive you today. If that's you, I wanna ask you, and online I'm asking you the same thing, all right? Like, like, would you raise your hand wherever you're at? Just whatever that good work going on inside, you wanna receive Jesus, you're just so grateful today. I wanna receive Jesus, would you raise your hand? Just to show that outwardly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Give them forgiveness of sins, those who are coming to you, Lord, for the first time. Give them a new heart, give them a hope, give them a future, Lord, give them your Holy Spirit in a way that you'll never forsake them, you'll never leave them, you never kick them out of the family, you never take your Holy Spirit away from them, Lord, and give them an even 
greater level of gratefulness, Lord, as they begin to walk with you, as they give and surrender their lives to you, Jesus. Jesus, you came into the world to save sinners like us, and we are so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.